Food Court, the movie podcast where Sean and John watch shit, talk shit, and most importantly, eat shit. shit. We are the law. Hello and welcome back to Food Court. John, how are you? Well, man. Yeah, man. (laughs) They don't make them like they used to. (laughs) No, no. How did we get here? No one would let them. Okay, this is what happened. We were like, hey, 47 meters down two, Uncaged is coming out. Certainly we got to see that. But C- Especially just... considering neither of us had seen 46 meters down. <laughs> no, we didn't see 46 or 45. <laughs> we didn't see the first Was it just 46? 47 meters down? <laughs> I think it was, yeah. So they couldn't even call it 48 meters down? No. That's just lazy. Yeah, it's a, they're lazy people. Uh, so we were thinking, hey, maybe we'll see that. But let's just in case check, check see what else is playing. Because you were really excited. You were hoping maybe Peanut Butter Falcon was out. I was not hoping that. <laughs> I, I'm so afraid of seeing that movie. Uh, and even you mentioning it has got me s- spooked. Um, but we saw uh, Apocalypse Now, the final cut. Is that what it's called? Apocalypse Now, Buffalo Water Buffalo Cut. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And we said, well, when uh, when else will we get a chance to watch this if in IMAX? I can't IMAX? see Dennis Hopper's flared nostrils and dilated pupils in IMAX. Yes. Then I simply cannot go on. No. Um, <laughs> so we saw it. Uh, should we issue format for Apocalypse Now and just vomit our opinions, Dennis Hopper style, into the ether? Or can we stay on format? I have an, stay on format? I had an amazing idea as the movie was going. Okay, but you forgot it probably. No, no, I remembered oh, it. Oh, good, excellent. This is my amazing idea. Yeah. Let's start with the low man. Okay. There, are, there are only <laughs> yeah. so many low mens. There's like tons and tons of good shit. Can I go first? Yeah, of course. As I lay dying. Yeah. As I... Release my last breath. Yeah. It will not be to say the horror. The horror. (laughs) My last will will not be to hear, say, my son, who doesn't exist, laughter or feel the caress of my betrothed's skin. It will be for Apocalypse Now to take the plantation scene back out of the cut. Yes, please. Just take, take out... This other take this perfect film, yeah. This completely perfect film, yeah. And take out the the French Vietnamese plantation scene, yeah. Where even the music is suddenly bad, yeah. The otherwise perfect music, even very romantic music for uh, some reason, and just an insane, torturous, out of place scene. And, and honestly, it it, it it it's only a bad scene in the context of what. The hell is it doing in the middle of my apocalypse now? What is it doing? It's a descent into hell, right? And there is there's a diversion to have Playboy bunnies dance, but even that but turns that into a, that turns into a descent as well because yeah. like the men start to go crazy. That gets like, very uh, Hieronymus uh, Bosch yes. quickly. Yes, but this is like oh he just there's just a beautiful lady and she smokes him out and shows him her boobs. And, and and that's I love that. Yeah. And there's even like a great image where he reaches through like the mosquito net to caress yeah. aforementioned titty. Yeah. But it just it's it breaks up an otherwise perfect film. Yeah. Like they can leave every other thing in there. They can even leave in this really weird scene where Martin Sheen laughs and steals a surfboard. Yeah. Which kind of doesn't work because I don't feel like Martin Sheen should do should respond to anything. Yes. Because <laughs> that's kind of his bag, but. Just take out 
That's that's all I want. That's my last request. Yes. Some people want fried chicken as their last meal. Really? I want my last meal for that last meal not to be in Apocalypse Now. I don't want it in there either. Please. I that that as well is my least favorite part. I want to say that is my least favorite part by far. Yeah. And other than that, I don't think I have any uh, n- other negative parts. No, and it's like that's that's why I was like we might have to shoot format because Man, I, I'm I'm so ashamed of myself. Okay, here's another bad thing. Uh-oh. I'm ashamed that there were points in my life where I didn't think that was the best war movie. Really? that's the best war movie ever made. Mm, that's tough. But it's great. There were times where I had Platoon above this, and I'm just oh, I'm ashamed of myself. Not Platoon for me. Maybe maybe Paths of Glory or something like that for me. I don't me. know. I, I mean, I want to go full Kubrick and say, uh, like, I prefer Kubrick to Francis Ford Coppola. Any sane person would. Yeah. Francis Ford Coppola immediately descended into mediocrity after yes. this. If you can even give it mediocrity. Yeah. We, we got, what do we get after this? Cotton Club? I have no Ooh. clue. At some point, there's Dracula, Dracula which outsider. is insane. Okay, I like that Dracula. Yeah, Dracula's really that good. That might be his last foray into tolerability. It's so insane. But I think this even blows away Full Metal Jacket. I think I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I've got the IMAX, uh, whatever the opposite of a hangover is. D- just a... Uh, the come down. Because, yeah. I mean, damn, that was like a religious experience. Man, it's, I I mean, maybe it's just sound and, and bigness, you know, pure size, but it's fucking insane. <laughs> that movie's fucking insane. There just isn't another movie like it. It's like Salvador Dali's craziness. Man. Yes. It's, I mean, I, I, I don't know if we can even rank them. Which is the craziest performance? Because the... I mean, it's always Brando. You'd think Brand- Brando or Hopper is really crazy. Okay, I've got a dark... I have a sleeper candidate. Go Uh-oh. on. C- keep going. Sheen is also unhinged. <laughs> he is, like, scary. Gave and, himself a heart attack? Yeah. <laughs> In real life? Yes. And he's, like, there's, there's sometimes with the fucking dead eyes where you're just like, fuck. What has happened to you, man? He's, Holy he's shit. so good. Yes. What is your sleeper? <laughs> he has no lines. Yeah. Scott Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Just for growing a beard. Scott Glenn. <laughs> Scott, I am. So if you've seen Apocalypse Now enough times, you can start to play a game. I highly suggest you, the listener, start playing this game. Yeah. And I'm sure Scott Glenn was promised many lines. Yeah. And probably had many lines. Oh, yeah. And I can't imagine how in-fucking-sane they must have been to get cut from this in-fucking-sane movie. Yes. But you will just find Scott Glenn in the background doing a karate kata dance. <laughs> yeah. Just out of nowhere. He'll be like, and he'll be like out of focus, and you'll be like, mother of God, that is Scott Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell by his form that that's Scott Glenn. It is. You're just like, well, I can see the veins in his tits yeah and his beautiful perfect yeah. <laughs> muscular breasts he's very strong and and it's just like that man would go on to become the villain in backdraft yes that's the man from silverado <laughs> he's in so many wonderful things <laughs> i love scott glenn but he's he is truly nuts yes uh, and if you see enough scott glenn bad performances to realize he's truly nuts but that's my dark horse candidate i mean it's hard to top brando and hopper brando is insane um this is maybe not my most top favorite thing of the movie, but right. the fact that Brando refuses to show his face for like four minutes. It's because it was his face was like a giant thimble on a giant tick that was filled with blood because he was like 460 pounds. What? Yeah. 
He he showed up eighty pounds over like the maximum weight that Coppola could even shoot him. What? So yeah. So anytime you see Brando's like fi- figure, that's yeah. not Brando. That's some other dude. What? Yeah. Who's also kind of fat. Yeah. No, Brando was like enormously fat. Like it almost ruined the movie. <laughs> that, that's the power of Brando. But you know what? The movie doesn't work if you don't look at those pictures of Marlon effing Brando all yeah. throughout it and know. That that lends you the gravitas that you need on this journey. Yes. You couldn't have had that just be some schlub. It needed to be Marlon Brando. Yes. <laughs> it needed to be Marlon Brando. Yeah. In the same way that like in the third man when fucking yeah. when fucking uh Harry Lime's gotta be Orson Welles. Harry Lime's shows up, you're like, Oh shit, Orson Welles. It's oh neat. fuck. Yeah. yeah. Those guys they don't just the weight is almost worth it. Yes. Everything else is, it's all foreplay until all of a sudden Brando's, of course, playing <sighs> with his food and has macadamia nuts and mango on his chin. <laughs> <sighs> He's the, the most breathing in any performance in history, probably. Just a lot of breathing. I mean, Marlon Brando's one of my favorite actors of all time. He's great. But once you've seen one Marlon Brando performance, you've seen them all. <laughs> That's true. He is going to, st- <laughs> and Christian Bale has stolen this, yeah. stick his tongue out of his mouth slightly for some reason. Mm-hmm. He's going to phlegmatically breathe into whatever, wor- he's going to change his pronunciation of the same word. Yes. During the same speech. Face. 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 There's like S's on the ends of words that don't have S's (laughs) at the end of them. Yep. Uh, He's going to, swear to God, he does it in the Missouri Breaks. He does it in this movie. He's going to catch a goddamn bug and release it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He does do that. And then most of all, he's going to read cue cards plastered on his co-star's body. Wow. That's what he's going to do. That's a good move. And this Hollywood doesn't work like this anymore, but... I have so much respect for the bullshit con games of guys like Marlon Brando and Dennis Hopper who are like, all right, motherfuckers, give me $1 million to be crazy. Yes. That's what you'll get. Yeah. They, I mean, it doesn't always work in everything, but this is the perfect movie for them to both be completely insane in. I mean, this movie is so perfect. It's so good. Okay, I have I have two other favorite parts mm-hmm. that are definitely top favorite parts. Okay. One... Hopper is talking to uh, Sheen, who is in a cage. You mutt. And he says, and he says, he reads poetry out loud. <laughs> and that's one of my favorite <laughs> things. No. He just reads poetry out loud. <laughs> it's just like such a great thing to say. Man. To represent he like. He reads poetry out loud, man. How great he is. He speaks poetry aloud, man. <laughs> he just reads it aloud. I like it when Hopper, Hopper and Sheen is trying, like, trying to console Sheen, sort of. Yeah. And, uh. Suddenly, Marlon Brando, who is, in fact, reading poetry aloud at this yeah. point, turns and fires said book of poetry at him and goes, Mutt! Mutt! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just that's, I knew he start calling people mutts again. Then he leaves with a whimper. He says, yeah. he says specifically, he And with, with a whimper, whimper, I leave. And then he's gone. I mean, and then he literally does leave, I think. It's a very, like, Shakespearean performance by Dennis Hopper. It's yes. Like, very Iago. Yes. Really, really, really good. Yes. He's fantastic. Um, okay, another favorite part. probably the best he's been oh. used since... Well, the only thing I can think of... I mean, Dennis Hopper's a great actor, and I really like Dennis Hopper. Mm-hmm. But Blue Velvet's about the only time I can think of, and you know I don't like to praise David Lynch. I know you don't. Blue Velvet is the only time I can think of where a director has used his innate... Uh, 
uh, cocaine sickness. Yes. <laughs> to perfect effect. It's just, uh, uh, bah, bah, bah. A lot of, there's a lot of uh, bah, in the whole movie. Watching Brando and Dennis Hopper, like, made me realize something about acting, and this might kind of be gone, but, like, those are the, those are actors who understood, like, I just got to show up and be myself and be insane. Yeah. Which, in hindsight, I think a lot more actors need to realize that's what they're getting hired for. Yeah. We've got a few left out there. There's a few crazy people. Joaquin Phoenix is nuts. Joaquin Phoenix is nuts. Hardy's a little nuts. Yeah, but Hardy, like, disappears into roles a little more. Yeah, I guess that's right. Joaquin Phoenix kind of does, like, the same insane, stammering madman over and Mumbling. over again. Yeah. I was Joker. Is that our last respite? Is that our last <laughs> our last completely gaga leading man? <laughs> Maybe. Why can't we have a leading man who's insane and the insanity doesn't involve being in some sort of cult? Yeah. That would be nice. Because Phoenix has a cult connection. Does he have a cult connection? Oh, yeah. He, like, grew up in a cult. What? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. It might have been Scientology. It might have been something else. Okay. And then Cruz. Cruz is fucking nuts. Cruz is nuts. But Scientology, that's going to suck when he ends up like getting torn down for that. Yeah. I mean, he probably deserves it, but uh, it will be. I will miss the movies. Hey, man, I'm sad about Michael Jackson. I'm going to be sad about Tom Cruise. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. Sucks I'm going to be watching Mission Impossible (laughs) under, like, with the blinds drawn. Uh, Yes. You don't want anyone to see you watch that movie with that horrible man in it. Uh, Something that would have been my hero of the picture had we not eschewed format and instead of made it an all hero all the time episode. Yes. uh, The music. Oh, yeah. Which. I'd like to think it's by Rick Wakeman and Mickey Hart. Maybe. But it's by Mickey Hart and somebody. I don't know who the other guy is. Okay. But uh, the music is, except for in the plantation scene where it's completely awful. Yeah. Because that's like another movie and it sucks. It's it's such a weird. The music is, here's how good Apocalypse Now is. I hope you agree, Sean. Okay. The Doors are one of the worst bands ever. Um, I don't hate them as much as you, but. They suck. Okay. Hard and out loud. Except for L.A. Woman. Nothing good has come to the do- the doors, and I really only like L.A. Woman because Jim Morrison has completely lost it in a Hollywood bungalow. <laughs> that delivery of that line really yeah. gets to me. But and Mojo Rising, <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's just a ridiculous song that I somewhat enjoy. Mm-hmm. But the doors suck. Mm-hmm. This movie makes the doors awesome. Yeah, it's really good. Those those door scenes are really really good. It really feels like Francis Ford Coppola. Went out into the jungle, did mm-hmm. all the cocaine. Yeah. And he must have taken with him a syringe full of John Millis's spinal fluid. Yes. And injected it into every actor. Yes. <laughs> Especially Robert Duvall. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to talk about that because Millius strikes me as kind of a dude who loves war, but... He does love war. He, he feels like he missed out on war. But this movie does not love war. This is one of those movies that... I do think there's a tiny bit of glorification of war, but it's more of this movie does not love the dark side of humanity. Maybe so. And its ability to make war and love. Yeah. Or as the woman in the French plantation pronounces it, loaves. Love. <laughs> loaves Love. <of> bread. Love. <laughs> yeah, I I mean it doesn't it does it almost seems like at points the the script and the movie are at odds. Like hmm. I don't know if they necessarily are, or, or if just like Duvall is supposed to be as satirical as he seems. But I don't. From what I understand of Milius, it seems like he was kind of a nut and liked war. So maybe he agrees with Duvall. Does he agree with Duvall? <laughs> I, I, 
I think it's like totally. Uh, it's I think it's totally reasonable for someone to rom- to knowingly romanticize something that's horrible. Yeah. And I think that's what John Milius does. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Um. But now I'm thinking of Red Dawn and how much he likes war. Yeah, he does love war. <laughs> He likes war. <laughs> Fucking Conan. Uh, 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 Martin see, Sheen, what is best in life? Oh yes, see, see them driven. See them driven before me. To cut, to, to cut, uh, to cut water buffaloes. Name Marlon Brando God. in half. Ugh. Oh, another rough one is with that, that actual water buffalo murder. Fuck! I thought I was watching Cannibal Holocaust. It's so rough. Man. I wasn't ready to see that in IMAX. It's so big, man. I'm used to seeing that on an 18-inch screen. It's fucking rough, man. There's so much rough shit. Okay, I thought of another. This is probably my, maybe my most favoritist part of all. Okay. Okay, so Sheen in the in the boat and Chef and the other guy, surfer guy, arrive. Lance, in- Sam Bottoms, pretty good performance. Yes. <laughs> another insane person. Like... <laughs> He's like the, maybe the seventh craziest person in the movie, but he's also truly he insane. He seemed really on drugs. Yes. And you know there was a... Do you know this? I, please hold your thought. Okay. Dennis Hopper got a 14-year-old Lawrence Fishburne addicted to heroin on the set of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, put that in your pipe and inject it what? into your veins. But finish your thought. Oh, okay. So they are arriving... They're still in the water, but they're arriving in Kurtz's land, and uh, we're focused on the back of Sheen. Right. And we see- Which is probably not Sheen. He's, yeah. Probably Joe Estevez's brother. Really? Who played Sheen after Sheen had a heart attack on set. Jesus. That is some good cocaine. It's... Had a heart attack on set. Yes. <laughs> but go on. And uh, out of focus uh-huh. are probably 50 or 60 Men in boats, painted in white, white. Yes, yes. Painted white, and it's fucking scary. It's really scary. Like, you don't see them. They're just a little bit out of focus. In another movie, you would probably see, like, real close-ups of them real early. Yeah. But you just see them a little bit out of focus, and it's just haunting. It's just like, yeah. oh, fuck. This is fucked. Yeah. In a, in, a way, in a different way than everything else has been fucked. There's something very still about it, and you're like, oh, God, these guys are in control. These guys are all white. This is creepy as fuck. I like that part a lot. That's one. I mean, that's one of the most amazing things about this movie is that everything you're seeing on the screen happened. Yes, and the the the, uh, the just the grandeur on yeah. display. The the like like I mentioned, Hieronymus Bosch. It's yes. like a Hieronymus Bosch painting of Vietnam. Yes, in Cambodia. Yes, and uh, it's it's a it's a beautiful, horrific thing. Like you, you see, like seventeen helicopters on a screen, yeah. and not necessarily like, oh, here's the money shot, here's the Tony Scott shot. Now we'll kind of close everything off. This is just there are shots you cannot believe how much they must have cost for just a fleeting moment. Yes, and because just so much going on in every scene, and truly like painterly and insane. Yes. Uh, and and I've always given Coppola kind of a hard time, but this thing is such a masterpiece that almost everything else must be forgiven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's something amazing, and I think we've talked about this a lot. But there's something uh, um, I've been kind of desensitized to explosions in some way, but fake explosions. Sure. You see so many fake explosions, right? 
that now when you see a real fucking explosion, oh. it's like, holy fuck. The, these are some of the greatest action scenes filmed Yeah, in history. And a lot of the action consists of Martin Sheen, some surfers, yeah, and Robert Duvall walking through a, a, a field of ruin. Yes. Just walking through it. But it's so hair-raising because of all the real crazy shit going down yes. all around you. How? I mean, just how many no. goddamn bleeding babies were there? Fucking <laughs> brutal. So there's like so many frames of dead bodies in this movie. Just yeah. dead bodies. Also, how the fuck did Duvall just how did he desensitize himself to explosions? He never winces during any I have I have the answer. Oh yeah. So I happen to be in possession of a perfect Robert Duvall laugh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's very shocking, is it not? It's terrifying. So he is very used to his own, <laughs> so, and so he can handle explosions. Wow, I didn't know I that. I apologize to the listeners' ears. No, it's okay. Uh, I hope they're I not will, ear headphones. I will tell you that uh, the best Robert Duvall laugh in the history of film is in the Sam Peckinpah movie Killer Elite. Oh, I've not seen when it. he plays the joke on Jimmy Conn, uh, where he has the woman who he's just slept with. Uh, Jimmy Conn has just slept with. Yeah, he goes through her purse and finds a. Letter from a doctor saying she has gonorrhea, mm. and the uh, turns out it's a prank. But ah. the laugh that Robert Duvall lets out in that one is as um, explosive as any explosion in this film. <laughs> but well, I think there's your answer. We'll have to check that out. <laughs> it's a good, Killer Elite's a great. Movie. I've never seen it. James Caan uh, versus Ninjas. What? Directed by Sam Peckinpah. What? Oh yeah. I don't believe it. Oh yeah. That sounds it's great. It's got uh, Bo Hopkins. It's got Burt Young. It's got. Uh, 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 Mako. Really? Mako is the leader of the ninjas. Wow. Uh, and uh, Robert Duvall is the heavy. <coughs> it's got Gig Young in it, too. What? Yeah. Well, that sounds like an incredible movie. Walter Hill. What? Yeah, I think Walter Hill was... Uh, so Did think, he write I, it? I think he has something to do with it. He may. He might... I don't remember. Yeah, Killer Elite's great. Okay. I like all the peck and paw. Uh, I like a lot, I, a lot of the peck and paw. Um, you know what? Who else we should mention? Oh, yeah. Frederick fucking Forrest. Which one is Frederick Forrest? Chef. Oh. Chef made a few movies in the 70s. I think he was buddies with Marlon Brando because he ha- shows up in the Missouri Breaks also. Okay. F- fun fact, he shows up in mostly Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando movies. Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando were neighbors. I wonder if Frederick Forrest was maybe catty-quartered to them. Maybe so. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, maybe he lived in Jack's pool house. Yeah, like maybe Kato he lived in the boathouse, yeah. All the actors are great in this. Yes. Um, what is the chief's name? I can't think of that guy's name. He's awesome. He's, yeah. And that scene where he tries to kill Martin Sheen right before he dies oh. is one of the scariest fucking scenes ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucked up. It's just like, well. It's also just like. In in any other movie, it would seem silly almost. Yeah. Like, it feels like a fucking Friday the 13th shit or something. Yeah. It feels silly in any other movie. Sure. But in this, you're like, yeah, I get why he would want to kill him. I mean, this movie, I, and this might be sociopathy, but I find myself giggling uncontrollably during it because I can't believe what's happening at all times. Yes. It's just like, whoa, this is fucked up, this is it's fucked up. completely fucked. Yeah. And it's just fucked from Jump Street. It's all, yes, it's immediately fucked. He punches a mirror. I don't know if he meant to punch that mirror. He I really no did. Clue. He really cut himself. Okay. 
It really it, rubbed uh, blood on his dingus. Jesus. That's our second bloody penis we've seen this year, Sean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to see more. At least this was his own blood and not fresh hymen blood. Yes. You don't want that. Shouts to Midsummer. Yeah. Most maybe the only movie as fucked up as Apocalypse Now I've seen in a spell. It's been a while since I've seen anything that crazy. It uh I was continually kind of agog at it. It's just like whole, a lot of like holy fuck. I just kind of was thinking the whole time, holy fuck. This is a crazy movie. The sound is, was really good and tuned up and turned up. I highly endorse the IMAX screening that yes. you should seek out. Um <clears throat> It's shorter than Apocalypse Now Redux. Yeah. Um, I feel like if they took out the plantation scene, and I still don't really like the steal the surfboard scene. Yeah. Uh, so basically all you get in this movie is you get you get extra Robert Duvall, which is great. Yeah. And then you get a little plantation. Yeah. And that's about all I noticed. I could be wrong. It's I'm be- usually I wrong. haven't seen it since I saw whatever the last cut was. That, that was released. Redux, which is even longer. This clocked in at a clean three hours, three minutes. Yeah. Redux, I think, is like three hours, 10, 15 Ooh, minutes. Ooh, yeah. Redux was pretty long. I mean, it is. it is, will be long no matter what. I'd like to introduce a new segment that usually only applies to me. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm, but at this time, it applies to both of us. Yes. I'd like to call it What I Miss While I Piss. Oh. Sean, what did I miss while I piss? Um, fuck, I don't remember what it was. Okay, I forgive you because you weren't thinking of a new segment. Sean, who, this is very rare, but this it was is three easy. hours, three minutes. Sean, ingeniously, yeah, peed during the plantation scene. How well, did you know, good sir? I, I just saw it coming, and uh-huh. I was like, well, if I'm going to go anytime, this is the time to go. I want to miss this scene. <laughs> Do you think anyone in the history of the Apocalypse Now production process, when that plantation scene was cut, was like, man, I missed that damn scene? I guess just Coppola, right? Maybe Marlon Brando, because that, that guy, that French actor who like headlines that scene, yeah. he's not that great. Yeah. He's one of his best friends. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, don't, I just don't understand who likes it. Marlon, it must be Coppola. Marlon Brando's demands. Uh, if you can't tell, I've read a bunch of books about Marlon Brando. Sure. Because I love Marlon Brando. Yeah. There's some pretty cool documentaries about him, too. He got everything he wanted all the time. Sure. For instance, uh, until after the movie was made, the character was not called Kurtz. It was called, like, I don't think his name. He's English. His name should be something English, like Leite. So his name is Leite. Leite. But then after he finally read Heart of Darkness after production, he's like, uh, you need to change that back to Kurtz. That does make sense. It's the same character in the Conrad novel. You should change it back to Kurtz. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you have to put my fr- French friend in the film, the French plantation scene, go. I mean, he yeah. basically makes up all his dialogue, too. Really? Yeah. I mean, there's obviously the Conrad quotes. He didn't make that up. Sure. But there's a lot of playing around. And those scenes where he's got mango or macadamia nut all over his chin and nostrils, that's yes. definitely Marlon Riffin. That's all Marlon just going for it? But you know what? Who can riff like Marlon? It's really good riffing. Solid riffing. It's really good riffing. There, I won't lie. Sometimes I feel like maybe I've gone too deep on Marlon and the veil's a little lifted. Yeah. And I find myself sniggering. Yeah. I find myself chuckling. He does get a little silly. Same with Hopper. That's the downside of those geniuses. <laughs> yes. I mean, I think it happens with a lot of people who who go all the way the fuck in. I mean, Cage. 
There's a lot of people who can never Man, take Cage we're, seriously. We're laughing at Cage, though, half the time. I, I feel like we're usually not laughing at Marlon, are we? No. I, I feel like he I'm usually not laughing at him. Yeah. I mean, I guess also Cage... Cage is rarely in productions that are as insane as he is. Yeah, and I do, I do, I, I do think Cage has talent, though. I do like Cage. Fuck yeah, yeah Cage and Mandy. Cage and Mandy is yeah. unbelievable. Cage and Wicker Man. Mm, I don't know. That might not be his fault. You know, a lot of times, our director can really let an actor down. Yeah. So maybe I'm giving Marlon too much credit. Maybe maybe Marlon's true genius was picking projects where he couldn't be humiliated. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was just like, well, Coppola is a great director. I'll be in a co- another Coppola movie. C- Coppola will hide my morbid obesity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'll put me in almost total darkness for a, most of the movie. In a black moo-moo. Yeah, because uh, yeah, now that I think about it, Isle of Dr. Moreau, the obesity isn't hidden well, mm. and it's laughable. It is so very maybe, silly. But it does have. I just Kilmer's... said a bunch of nonsense. Is what happened. Yes, it's not their fault. Yeah, the actors are exposed wounds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. But Kilmer's uh, Brando impression in Doctor Moreau is worth the price of admission. Val Kilmer's Brando impression is deep fake technology level. It's good. so good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really good. Also, I think um, another favorite, another. Uh, year of the picture mm. is the sweat itself. God bless America. They're Harrison Ford even in the hotel room or the where they're eating. Yeah. Which might be the only air conditioned place in the whole place is drenched in sweat. Yes. His his hair is just like <laughs> pasted to his forehead, just so greasy. And f- there's scenes with Sheen where he is just he looks wet. He looks like he had been doused in sweat. There in pro wrestling there's a giant um like giant industrial garbage can full of water that they always dunk their entire torso in before they walk out to the ring. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that came from Francis Ford Coppola's film Probably sets. it did. Uh, another thing <laughs> pro wrestling related, I'm sorry that I'm doing this to you. No. Uh, back in the 80s, Dusty Rhodes saw this movie. Yes. And decided to film a wrestling promo as Colonel Kurtz. What? With his face painted all black like Colonel Kurtz. What? And it goes a little something like this. Are you an assassin? <laughs> Great Kabuki! Are you an assassin? <laughs> and it's one of the craziest things you'll ever see. That I'm pretty wonderful. sure you can just Google or YouTube Dusty Rhodes Apocalypse Now, but it's so good and long. And it's just him turning that insane, are you an assassin? Do I have macadamia nut on my chin? You don't have one. You Is that spittle or sweat? I don't know. <laughs> you are an assassin or a, you another of it. You're just a guy hanging out in my place. But you don't need us to tell you this. Go see Apocalypse Now. Oh, in fuck yeah. Screaming 4K restoration IMAX. See it big as fuck? Turn it way the fuck up. You don't have control over the the volume in an IMAX theater, as Sean might lead you to believe. But maybe just maybe just open your mind. I mean, if you can't catch it at the IMAX, you gotta I'm, go. You gotta go. You gotta go. I I do think I endorse this cut more than Redux, even though I still wish desperately that plantation scene was out. It, it is sucks. jarring. It just sucks. And I would watch. I would watch that whole movie, the plantation scene. If that was a different movie about that plantation, yeah. And 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 Corporal or um, Captain Willard coming and wooing that incredibly sexy French lady yeah, who can't say gorgeous. love. I would watch that film. Yeah. I absolutely would. Just please don't stick it in the middle of my apocalypse now. Yeah. 
and the weird, the weird romantic music. She looks at him seven fucking million times. Yeah. She's like instantly horny. Is that so, does that what happens to Sheen all the time? I guess so. But check, I mean, and I get it because Francis Ford Coppola uses the same techniques over and over and over in this film, like the the fading in and fading out of everything and everything yes. being, you know, uh, you know, basically montaged over each other at yeah. all times. But th- that totally works in this insane fever dream that has no discernible like beginning, end, or middle. Yes. But when he tries to insert like a quick fleeting romance into it. You start to see <laughs> the weaknesses of him as a filmmaker, yeah. And why you know, like, I don't want to watch the Rainmaker or Outsiders. No. I need for me to enjoy a Francis Ford Coppola movie. He has to go into the middle of nowhere, do so much blow that he loses one hundred pounds. That happened. What? Yes, you need to watch Heart of Darkness, the film his wife made about the making of. I've seen it at now. some point, but it's been a long time. It's almost as good as Apocalypse Now. Um, second best. Uh, Documentary about the making of a movie behind uh, Burden of Dreams. Burden of Dreams is fucking nuts. It is fucking nuts. Um, so, all right. To close. Okay. The ultimate question. Yes. And it definitely has to be the biggest influence on this movie. Lay it Let's on put me. You on the spot. Apocalypse Now. Okay. Or Aguirre, The Wrath of God. Oh. Um. I choose Apocalypse Now. If it was like versus Fitzcarraldo, I would pick Fitzcarraldo. Maybe I don't know. Even that was maybe oh, a toss-up. Burden of Dreams about the making of Fitzcarraldo. Yes, yeah. but uh, probably Apocalypse Now. I think I'm with you, and it's... I love Fitzcarraldo. I love Aguirre Rathaga. Yeah, I love Burden of Dreams. I love Klaus Kinski. Yes, but this is kind of like Coppola saw that and he's like, I'm gonna do that, but with Sam. USA, Uncle Sam, billion dollar budget, and I ain't coming Fuck. back till it's fucking insane. How much fucking money did he spend on this I movie? I don't want to know. I think it like bankrupt Zoetrope Studios. He mortgaged his house and his vineyard to pay oh, for it. Oh, my God. But thank you for doing it, Frankie F. Yeah. And thank you for having all your talented children. Well, one of your... You had one talented child. Which one? Sophia Coppola. Oh, she's good, yeah. And then some very untalented children. Thank you for Nicolas Cage, your nephew. Thank you. Thank uh, you for parts of the Dracula movie. Yes, big parts. Thank you for the first two Godfather films. Yes. And thank conversation you. Conversation, for fuck's thank sake. Thank you for the conversation. Holy Christ. Which, this sound design in this is the only th- better sound design is the conversation. Yes. He has a, he has a knack for that. <laughs> opening, those opening fucking I mean, helicopter noises. I mean, I hate, awesome. I find The Grateful Dead as loathsome as the next guy, but man, Mickey Hart. Yeah, music's good. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't remember who the other guy is. I don't remember I think it's either. Guy does film scores, but it's Mickey Hart and somebody. And wow, it's yeah. Just... I guess we'll close you out by making some helicopter noises of our own. Okay. Bon appetit. Bon appetit. <laughs> Ready to go.